Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. And thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast centers around the journey, the journey that I've been honored enough to hear and witness and guide clients take on their weight loss or in the past in working with my clients with anorexia on their weight gain. Weight is a serious subject in our country and it means serious things to many people. We know that weight is much more or feels much more than a number to so, so many of us. And my passion and purpose on this planet is to help people feel more comfortable with their relationship with their food and their weight. So in this episode, I'm diving into the journey of weight loss and what you can actually learn about yourself that's so much more than the number on the scale. Take a listen and take a look at www.wendyfrancis.com to see what else I have that you can access for resources to help you to continue to overcome your journey with food. Thanks so much for listening. All right. So thank you so much for joining me today. Um, and tonight or today, I have a little bit more of a, I don't want to say it's philosophical, um, but it is definitely something more to think about. I'm going to give you some specifics of what you can do or incorporate too, because I always tend to do that. I just feel like a problem without a solution is just a problem. So I always give a little something, a a tidbit that you can try to experiment with, to alter, to change. And and the truth is for forever, I have really, um, in working with clients and even some of some people I work with who are business owners, I always like to look at something as an experiment first. Uh, if you're trying to change something, because the truth is, in experimental fashion, right, we try it and we see how we do with it, right? So that's the experiment. Um, so whenever you're trying something new, take it as an experiment and see how it goes. Observe, understand, become aware, and then see if it fits for you. However, what I really want to talk tonight about it is something different, and it's something I say a lot on the calls. I use it a lot on the Overcoming podcast, and it's a phrase many people use in this industry, and it's something I believe, I, I, I believed it wholeheartedly when I worked uh, in private practice, and I believe it even more so, so now as I've gotten older, um, to really understand the significance of the journey. 
the significance of the journey in weight loss, the significance of the journey in life, the significance and the journey of understanding ourselves better, which is what I truly believe if you enable yourself uh, and allow yourself, I really have seen clients grow magnanimously from learning about and in and within their weight loss journey. Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So what is your one step, right? A journey by definition is a passage or progress from one stage to another. And interestingly enough, weight has always been this thing that people think is just boom, like it just happens, like you lose the weight and it just happens. There's no passage or progress from one stage to another in weight loss that people talk about. I know it to be true. There's many stages to this process. Whether it might be somebody, you know, here, the interesting thing is I was putting together tonight's topic. I recognize that even when I worked with my clients with anorexia and bulimia, the reality is, is that they were on a journey with their weight too. It just wasn't visible. The underlying issues that go beneath and beyond our food are things that are relevant to all humanness. It's not about, oh, she's skinny and she doesn't have a problem with her weight. Emotionally, she might have more of a problem with her weight. Right? It's not about how we look, it's about, really about how we feel. And owning one's own weight and understanding it and becoming aware with it, uh, aware about it, and then being able to move it in a healthful way, whether that's somebody needing to move the scale down to truly become physically healthier, or for, for my clients with anorexia who were underweight, maybe it's them moving their weight up on the scale and understanding and owning that and how that feels for them. Interestingly enough, today my daughter and I were talking about eating disorders and the work that I've done over the course of my career with anorexia, bulimia, compulsive overeating, emotional eating, um, any facet of food psychology and relationship with food, but we were talking about recovery and getting better from this aspect of your life. And she was, she was educating me as I was educating her. She's 17. She does a lot, obviously, of TikToks and Twitters, and she doesn't like Twitter. I can appreciate that. But she was telling me about something called Thinspo, and um, it's kind of new to me. But this Thinspo is done by individuals with anorexia who are comparing themselves to other people and are putting on there how little that they're eating, and it's become a competition. And, it, and the reality of it is, and I was explaining to her kind of the emotionality behind anorexia, and the, the weight journey for those individuals is intense and goes deep. And, and in order to really recover from an eating disorder, right, when it gets that extreme, 
an eating disorder, the reality is, is you really have to go to the depths of your soul to get out of that. And the people and the, the clients that I have been blessed enough to be able to work with get it. The ones that have recovered get what I'm talking about. And even if it's just an emotional element to your eating, that you just sit down in front of the TV every night and eat bags of chips, the reality is, is there is a hole somewhere. There's a hole. And you, or there's a habit, or there's a habit and a hole, right? But the reality is, is you've got to figure out what that hole is, right? It, whether it's boredom, loneliness, sadness, anger, fear, anxiety, worry, there's a feeling that you're not feeling and full, full, making full, and you're using food to do that. And so in that, we were having this pretty amazing conversation of how the worst journey in your life can wind up to be the best if you let it be. And I believe that for weight and weight loss, I believe it for emotional eating, I believe it for the, the uh, congruence of two, for any of my clients that have emotional eating or any patients that have emotional eating that also are trying to lose weight. If you get those two things lined up, okay, here's my biggest obstacle, right? It's emotional eating. And here's how I'm going to work with it, tackle it, understand it, learn from it, grow from it, change from it. That the, that the, that the wor what might seem like the worst journey on the front end can be the thing that heals your soul. I've known this to be true since I started in this profession. And I don't think that people get how much people can really learn about themselves when they're losing weight. Now, obviously, there are people out there that have gained weight out of just bad habitual nature or maybe nutrition miseducation. And the truth is, for some people, it really just is about correcting the wrong, so to speak. So, so oh, I was eating this and now I'm going to eat this. And, and there is no emotional tie or very small amount of emotional tie. And they lose that weight right off. However, I will tell you, that is a small percentage. We know that 86% of people have some facet of emotional eating, which is pretty high. I don't, that was like from 2017, that statistic I'm quoting. Guarantee you from the pandemic, we are dealing with a higher statistic than that. So what really does the journey of weight loss entail for you, right? What, what is it going to be for you? It is, it is so much more than a number, right? Although I know the number is the destination for many people. But what are those stages? What are those stages for you? I'm going to do this and this and this. I need to learn about this. How many people tackle it like that? I know there's so many journeys in our life, real, realistically. And how many times do we go, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to take this on as a journey. I'm going to learn all about it. Sometimes when we see the freight train of change coming, we do not jump up and say to the conductor, sign me up. I want to get on, right? Sometimes we're like those cartoon characters running as fast as we can out front of the train until it splats us. And then we go, oh, I better get on, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> the truth is, if we can just turn and embrace the train, get on with the conductor and go, I am going to learn everything I can about this. Maybe one day my story will have relevance for someone else. So in, in prepping for tonight's call, I have, I've been honored to watch so many people's journeys in their weight loss. Many, 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 many people. And many, many clients, you know, in, when I was in my uh, private practice working specifically with eating disorders, many, many clients gain weight in a way that was helpful for them. And so I've been really honored. But I read a story today about a woman who had lost 70 pounds over the course of three years. Uh, she recognized a lot of her emotional component. Um, she realized a lot of her habitual natures. And she wrote down some really good points that I've added to based on her journey and based on the journey that I've heard from my other clients. When you think about your weight loss journey, there are a number of things that you really can do and think about to see what you need to change or accomplish to keep you on the path to success. Now, when I worked with clients in recovery, I always looked at recovery as a mountain. And you can, you know, in a mountain, you don't always go straight up, right? Sometimes you kind of scale around the mountain. Sometimes you might dip down a little bit before you go back up. There's a number of, of pieces to the mountain of recovery, but I also believe that to be true for weight loss, right? Because you're kind of climbing this mountain of change, and there are times where you plateau, and there are times where you dip down, which could be gaining a little bit, and there could be time where you hit a hiccup, so to speak, emotionally or physically. You've got to learn about it, maybe put new boots on, and continue to climb. The reality is for many successful people on this journey, the number one thing that I hear from so many people is the first and foremost is to meet yourself where you're at. To meet yourself where you're at and identify the real mountains that will be along your path. Now, that's my wording, the real mountains that will be along your path. Because a lot of times people just come into a weight loss clinic, and this is something that always bothered me in private practice, um, but they would go into a weight loss clinic, they'd be approved, or, or, or maybe they just walked in and paid their money, and, and the reality is that someone would sit down with them, they would outline what they should eat, they'd tell them how they should do it, and then they'd let them go. There was never any talk about, okay, what will your obstacles be? There was never any psychological background or backdrop to that. Nobody got any phone call like you all get. Nobody got any facet of here are your obstacles and then here are some ideas as to how to get through those, right? So if it's emotional eating, then how can you tackle that mountain? How can you begin that? If it's a habitual issue, then how can you change those habits as you're going through this process? What will be the hardest time of day for you to eat or to not eat? What's the most difficult facet of your food that you have getting in, so to speak, from a nutrient perspective? Are there any nutrients that you might be lower in, right? I mean, for example, if someone is 
really low in vitamin D3, their immune system can be down. And when someone's, uh, you know, when your immune system's down, you're more likely to get sick. When you're when you get sick, you're more likely to wind up eating different things in order to comfort yourself, right? So if, if we wind up helping people on the front end with respect to their nutrient composition can be radically helpful, right? Number two, understanding that mindset really does matter. It really does. When I talk about mindset, it's a little bit different than emotionality. Mindset to me is more like inspiration, inspirato, so to speak, uh, motivation, really allowing yourself to feel good, be good, own the good, right? So, so what is the mindset for you? That's the reality. And do you need more than that, right? Sometimes, we, you know, somebody will say, oh, it's just my mindset. And I'll go, okay, is it? And or, you know, because sometimes it's a mindset piece and sometimes it's an emotional, spiritual, psychological piece that we need to work with. But it really, it really does matter. It is the core and crux of how we change. Number three, invest in your personal wellness or maybe just your person. Here's the thing. We invest in so many things all day long. We invest in other people other places, other things, we invest, whether it be monetarily, time-wise, energy-wise, we are investing in so many external things all day long. And the reality is many, 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 many people don't invest that time, energy, effort, or money back into themselves. And the truth is, that's really where the change happens, right? You've got to invest in to get out, so to speak. So remember, you've got to invest in your own person, whether that be spiritual, psychological, physical, time, energy, money, sleep, right? Number four, reward yourself on your journey without food. Without food. So often, people are stuck in the reward with food. And the reality is, is in order to really change habits, patterns, emotional constructs, belief systems, I mean, you name it, you've got to find other ways to reward yourself. Many of us are, are not ta taught what feels good as a reward. I know there is thousands of things written of in behavior modification journals of paint your nails and take a bath and da-da-da and da-da-da. Well, the truth is, you got to find out what's the truth for you. What feels like a reward to you may not feel like a reward to me. The reward that speaks to your soul and your heart, the reward that tells you you did a good job from the inside where your heart feels full and shining and bright, that's the reward that you're looking for. So remember to reward yourself along the way without food. And finally, make sure you learn and do the basics. Learn fundamental basic nutrition. If you don't know it, learn it. Learn the basics about exercise. Understand the basics about your emotions. Understand the other elements of wellness. Sleep, rest, 
right, food, nutrition, movement. Understand all of the elements of wellness. From a scientific perspective, not a fad diet or a fad exercise perspective, but from a real science-oriented perspective. So you can take that with you wherever you go and use it on your journey. So what will your journey bring you? What will it be like? And what do you want to learn? Sometimes what you want to learn isn't really what comes to you. Isn't it better in the end to jump in than stay on the sidelines of life? Remember, famous author said it best, the only journey is the one that is within you. So where will you go? Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.